Welcome to episode nine of What Would You Do If? Today's subject is what would you do if somebody said they didn't like you? Now, this is a very special podcast today because we're in Matt Smith's beautiful home in Cutchiff in you. Cheshire. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And there's a, there's a reason why we're here, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on I'm in the sure podcast. I'm sure um, Very emotive subject today, Matt, in a very personal location. A strange, a strange topic, yeah, when you suggested it, but I think uh, as the conversation pans out, hopefully it'll come to life more for people. But yeah, I think uh, being liked in life is an interesting concept, I suppose, these days for me. Life and ego, I think. I think, I, well, I, think it, I think some people say they haven't got an ego. I think everybody's got an ego to an extent. Everyone's got an ego. To an extent. I think some people have bigger yeah. egos than others, um, and some people are perceived to have bigger egos than others, which is a different kind of topic again, but... I just think the concept of being liked, particularly in your professional life, you can take the personal or professional both, but I think in your professional life, how important is to the individual is being liked by their team, their peer group, their peers, their competitors, their clients. Interesting. How important is it to you? I think it's changed over the years, it's probably the most honest answer. I think anybody, I've worked with, you know, people that hopefully listen to this and this people I've worked with for a very long time and have known me an awful long time and you've known me a long time but I'd be lying if I didn't say you want to be liked. Everyone wants to be liked. I think everyone wants to be liked but I know for me as I've got older I've, I've, I've stopped caring as much about what people think. Do you think that's an age thing though? No that... I do, I do. I think it's, I think it's a, a, a bit of a mat- maturity and a bit of a had a few kicks along the way and kind of you kind of someone always said I you know I, I repeat it all the time is show me your friends and I'll show you your future yeah no, 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 I'm a big believer in that big believer in that I think the, 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 the network and the peer group you keep and the friends that you keep close to you shape the decisions that you make or help influence the decisions you make in life but I think I, I, I always think about the old grandma or the old granddad in this situation which I know is a bit random but in the sense of who literally couldn't care less about their opinions on things and just voice their opinions freely because they've reached an age in life where well, they, don't they care. really don't care. I'm trying to pick my language here carefully so I don't have to mark it explicit. But in the sense <laughs> that they literally don't care about what other people think of them. And I think that is an age thing, is an experience thing. And But, but there's all, there'll always be a bit of me that wants to be liked because you want... I'd hate for people to be coming to work and hating their boss or hating their CEO or hating the person that's setting the, the, the direction of the business. But yeah. maybe that's a personal thing for me because I've always worked a lot harder for people and engaged more and put the graft in for people that I liked. Yeah. I'm respecting well, it. I'm, I'm respecting yeah, it. And, it goes, and, and thought they were good at the job. It, it, but... it goes back to the whole building relationships, whether it's your team, whether it's your customers. You know, people buy people at the end of the day, yeah. regardless whether you're an employee or, or, or you've got um, a customer in front of you. People buy people. And I certainly know that. Again, I think, again, you realise that over the years is you can't be liked by everyone, and I'm certainly not liked by everyone. Cause you, no, no, but you're probably not, because in the sense of you, you've got opinions, yeah. you stand by your opinions, you voice your opinions. I think it's, that's the one thing I've learned. As soon as you start voicing an opinion, you're not going to be liked by certain people. Well, I think a, a case in point, I think, recently is the more content you put out there and the more you open yeah. up as, a, yeah. as we are as a business now, we're open to, especially me and you, well, you're going to be open to criticism because you're putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable. I use that word loosely, yeah. but yeah, as I was saying to you before we kicked off, I had it early on today or something in the sense of I put a post out there. It was a post that I was 
I don't know, at the time it just felt right. I'd, I'd, I'd read a blog, you know, you're inspired by something. Yeah. I thought, yeah, totally, that, totally get that. And it was about being lucky. It's one of my pet hates, and people I speak to a lot will know this, but I hate anybody that says you're lucky in life. Mm. I'm the same. Which is just a, a weird thing, but in the sense of I don't, I don't think you're lucky. I think you work hard, and I think you graft, and I think you're consistent, and I think that's, if that's classed as luck, then all right, I'm lucky, but it's because you work really hard at getting lucky, let's call it. And so for me, it's more the determination to succeed, whereas, so I put a post out about that anyway, it resonated with me. And, Within a couple of minutes on Facebook, I had people making jokey comments. Fine, you know, I live with that. That's that's funny. That's my friend, and you know when somebody's sort of bantering with you or having a bit of a laugh. And then immediately you get other people tagging other people, and you know, you know, are sort of mocking or, um, you know, being sarcastic in the tone or whatever it may be. Yeah. And I've got to say, it was another podcast that I was listening to, and it was Steve Bartlett, Social Chain. I'm sure probably most people have heard various podcasts of his over the years now. But he, I want to hit. He said at some point, "Well, just cut them out. It's dead easy on social media. Just cut them out of your life." Yeah. But I wonder how many people actually do that. So immediately there and then, last night, I'd made the post within ten seconds of him commenting. I deleted him as a friend and they didn't block the block the comment. And I've never done that before. No, but I've been to right thing today. Yeah, but it felt quite refreshing. And yeah. I'm, I'm being serious here. Like I'm not even. It felt quite. I was like, yeah, because that's that dealt with. Won't, won't, won't be seeing that sarcastic remark again. And that's kind of. Particularly on social media. I mean, in real life, obviously different. If you've got a long term yeah, friend, you should be able to have it out with somebody. But I think with the, the sense of social media these days and the negative connotations social media can have with the negative influences that are on it by people, re- remove yourself from it. You don't have to follow people. So, you don't have to watch people. So I think that's a pretty good link into all the people that like likes, which again yeah. goes into the social media element. I think. I think when when social media first came out, I remember I remember getting into that psychology of oh, only five people have liked it, and also but I do you not know, think everybody. This is this is the, this is because leading on to a different point, but I think this is good. Why do you post on social media? Do you know what? I only really put on honestly. Now, no, I, no, it's no. very rare I post personal stuff these days. Excuses. Why do you post on social media? Why? Because you. You want to protract. You want to be liked. You want people to like your lifestyle. You want people to like the exactly. things that you're doing. And it's a, it's so a well, strange. I post on social media. I think you're chasing likes. I think you said. No, you are. You are. You are. But I think everybody is. Yeah. Well, listen. We 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 sit down now and look at met- metrics for YouTube subscribers. How well this podcast's doing, even though we're not necessarily doing this podcast for. And uh, to be number one on, on no, iTunes, but, 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 we, no, but if we got we, there, we'd so celebrate it. Say that, I, think that, I think that's perfect. Value. And we set off on this to feed a content machine and get opinions out there faster and share things quicker with our clients and prospects. I'd love it if it did really well. Yeah, I would. So does that, does that mean we're chasing likes? We probably are. Yeah, of course we are. But there's, there's, a, there's another podcast by Tom Otten of Create Media Group over in Dubai, a guy that we know and have met. Cool guy. A uh, really cool guy. Um, and one of, one of his podcasts really touches on this, and it's, it's a really interesting piece about accepting that you're posting for likes. So why do you post your best holiday snap? Why do you post all the bits of your cars, your watches, and all these influences that are out there that these days creating this perception that life is so perfect. And you know, you've heard, again, I think it's Steve Bartlett, again, but him referenced the kind of people leaving good relationships because they're not as aspirational as what they're seeing online in these weird digital environments. Everybody's chasing likes. Mm-hmm. But that I think that's slightly different to how important it's being liked in real life. They're two slightly different. So there's virtual and physical, maybe I guess. So being being liked in real life, I think I really struggled. I I did really struggle with it when I was in my probably from about twenty five to thirty. I, 
had a really good set of friends. Do you know um, you should be lying down and have a cigarette? Have a oh. nice one. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I had a really good set of friends. But I think, I think my, I posted the other day on, on social media, actually. I always think that sometimes when I start to get negatives within my friendship set, mm-hmm. I kind of push them to one side. And well, Where does that negativity come from? And you're in, or where has it come from in the past? In terms of well, I, think I, I, post, I posted about on, on LinkedIn this morning about limiting beliefs, and I think I can't, I've never really had limiting beliefs. I probably have, do have some of them, and I, I definitely have some of them. But I always try and push back past those limiting beliefs, because I do believe that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve as mm-hmm. long as you, you, you have the right mindset and have good habits, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah. I think that you, when you've got friends who really don't have the same beliefs as you, yeah. then you're, you're stunting your growth. Now, don't get me wrong, you're not going to change everyone, your friends. No, no, I've no. got friends who are, well, my, my, my two best friends who are, uh, are amazing. And, um, you know, they've, they're in jobs that they want to be in. But, yeah, but that's, that's yeah. their choice, isn't it? I think that, I'm just sitting here listening to it. I think it, that comes back to the why. So mm. what I think it is to is what, what's your why? Your yeah. why that's driving you is probably maybe different to theirs, and that's not that's not a problem. You, so it's not an issue. Is it? It's your personal. But is policy. that is that does that come back to being? So when I was between twenty five and uh, twenty five and thirty, I always struggled to have a, a place, if you like, mm-hmm. and then I kind of found my place when I was thirty because I didn't know where I was, where I fitted in, where I was liked yeah. the most. If you get what I mean. Yeah. And. Probably my career suffered a little bit. I was going to say, would you have done things differently then if, yeah. if, if you weren't as bothered about being liked? Yeah, 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 well, definitely. Head down, just concentrating on your own agenda. Yeah, 100%. You progress quicker, you think? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Uh, for me, it comes back to, because I've, I've suffered with this all the way through my career, and people probably smoking listening to this probably, but in the sense of as soon as you voice an opinion, you know you're not going to be liked. Yeah. You're going to polarise people, and I stand by that. So if you're willing to sit there and be a yes man and nod along with, with somebody else's opinions and not put your own thoughts forward or contest anything, you will have a safe life. There's still a chance you won't be liked because people don't like you for your well, people, clothes, people don't shoes. like People don't like you for being safe, do it makes no, It makes no difference. But in the sense of, um, for me personally, yeah, as soon as you rebut somebody else's opinion, and not only negatively, I mean, just, just stand up or want to discuss it. Mm. Some people will switch off because they think you're being cocky, arrogant, um, and hopefully, you know, I think that's the culture we develop really well at BDB with the younger guys. If you've got an opinion, they share it. And not, might, might, not, might not do it all the time. We might not agree with it. Nine times out of ten, we probably do. But, but so, again, unpopular opinion out there. But I've uh, listened to various different podcasts. But one of the podcasts was listening. Like, you shouldn't be liked as a bot. You know, we've discussed this before on another podcast. But our, our, you shouldn't go out with your 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 teammates. You shouldn't. And it's like, I always think, why? Why, why should Oh, I saw, I saw a post to the this morning or yesterday. Um, You're not there as a boss to be liked. It was more, the post that I saw on, on Twitter, it was, was along the lines of um, stop whinging about not liking your colleagues at work. You don't have to like your colleagues at work. It's just you just get paid to go to work. You know, that kind of mm. argument was being put forward on Twitter. And somebody's rebuttal to it was... Um, yeah, but it makes life damn sight more enjoyable given you spend eight hours a day and longer and the rest at work. If you've got a, a friendship group in work who you can get along with and enjoy that aspect of your life and not dread going to work. And I think when you look back at your working life, the experiences that you've really, really, really enjoyed, it's the team. And everybody will say this yeah. when they leave somewhere, they miss the team. Like our, like our trip to Geneva and the Paris yeah, trips. Great, and but that, yeah. that, that bonds the team. And I, I dread to think, and I hope I'm not saying this blindly, that the team are sat there going, I can't wait for him to go so we can enjoy ourselves. And there might be a bit of that, who knows? 
But yeah, Bartab leaves with me most of the time, so I think they're quite happy for me to stay for a while. But but you get the gist of what I'm saying. I, I would I would like them to. Stay. I'm not saying I, I don't so, have to be best friend. Yeah, no, that's different. So that's different, and, and I I I am a massive. I, I agree with that. But where do you, where do you draw the where do you draw the line as a, a CEO like you are now, who's just about to go over forty staff and I think expand globally. The, the most honest answer I can give is where my gut tells me to. I right. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been here before. Right. Never been here. I've never had a team of forty yet. We're growing rapidly. Who knows? And if you read the books and you read all the management books, it'll tell you forties a barrier, fifties a barrier, sixties a barrier. You need processes, you need controls, you need layers, you need hierarchy, you need other people stepping in and and dissolving your relationship with the team. And I, I don't want it to be like that. And I also don't want to be that disingenuous CEO who walks around the building because he's memorised everybody's name in the team and one fact about them and goes, morning, Chris, how was your B&I meeting this morning? And then that's all I know about you. And then I move on to the next person. And I've had bosses like that before in the past and I found them the most patronising individuals in the world that was Locked down and say, hey Smithy, how are you? And I was like, you don't even, you've never spoke to me. Fist pumping you. No, but kind saying, of a yeah. bit like, you know, a bit like the, the office David Brent style kind of little bit of knowledge and jack the lad with you. I'd much rather rather be really genuine because I know you and I care about you and I want to, I'm really invest, invested in your future, which I, I 100% am with our team and work at the sign it's out of the minute. Mm. Um, or maybe you do take a step back at some point and you hand the reins to somebody else to be that role of that, that driver, the, the fun. I don't know, the go-getter, that kind of yeah. thing. I don't know. I, I, the honest answer is I don't know yet. I don't know. But for the meantime, I'm very have comfortable. You, uh, have you found, have you battled with yourself sometimes? You do it. You do it more time. I mean, do, 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 do you do it more when alcohol's involved on, on, on nights out with the team. Yeah. Because when alcohol's involved, your, your barriers come down a little bit and you relax, which is lovely. And then there's kind of that line of, with the team being drunk, you being merry, let's call it, and we call it on this podcast. Mm. Um and people get a bit more loose lips and get a bit more free of speech, I guess, when they've had a few drinks. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good or a bad time to be there as a boss? Again, I don't know. Textbooks would say no, I'd say kind of, because sometimes you can have a more honest conversation yeah, with somebody that would normally have with you. I think sometimes you a little bit of Dutch it. courage and stuff, or... I don't know. Anyway, I say I'm, I'm learning as I go. I hope we're getting most of it right, and I think we are. No, um, but have you, have you ever... I know you've had to make some, some tough decisions, especially at the start of when you are at BDB. But uh, and let's let's go back to that time because I think that's where mm. where you are most. I think most worried about being liked because yeah. you want to yeah. make an impression. Yeah. You want to push forward with the business yeah. and obviously the, the position that you you are in now. You're doing a manager buyout, so you have to gain the trust of people and be liked if you like. And in inverted commas. Yeah. So, some tough decisions. Did you toy with yourself when you when you were at home? I'd, yeah, a big part of me joining from the background I came from or the management consultancy, accountancy, corporate finance, transaction services angle into a marketing agency at the time. I think people just see you as that numbers being counter guy. Mm. But what I can say is, without sounding like a, a weird reality star, I've genuinely been true to myself throughout and the person I came into BDB as in 2014 was me. And if people liked or loathed that over that period, then 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 that, you know, maybe they just did a story of podcasting. Yeah. I don't really care. So like in the sense of, and I don't care, I do, I do care but the individuals who've turned out to be the individuals who I know, like, trust, have invested in, built long-term relations with, with a BDB. I continue to now with new team members as they come yeah, on board yeah. are the right type of people, they're my type of people, and the, the ones over the years that maybe didn't like me or see eye to eye with me, well, they're probably not going to see the vision or the strategy of what I'm trying to develop and deliver them, I guess. So I, I was reading an um, article back about Manchester United the day about so Alex Ferguson, one of his biggest regrets was 
leaving Parchi Sung out of the the final. Is there anyone who's left BDB that you maybe potentially didn't get on with or you, you, you didn't see eye to eye with that you think, oh, maybe I could have done better or they feel no. like me more? No, it's an easy answer. Good. And I mean that in the sense of there's people that have left that I've, I've been disappointed to see go. Right, okay. Um, and I think that's a handful of people, I yeah. would say, um, over the, the start of them leaving. Um, the team we've got now, I'll be really disappointed if anybody went, which I think is testament to the fact that I've really, we've got a really strong team. But I'm also really invested in the team, and I, I, they've, they've all got, they've either got so much potential, or are on the cusp of realising so much potential, mm. or have realised it and are absolute rock stars in what they do now. Mm. And that's genuinely, genuinely, hand on heart, my daughter's lives, how I feel about our team members at the minute. So you don't want to see any of them move on. No. Now, people that have gone got a very years, settled environment at the moment. Got a good team retention, but it's, I, hopefully there's everything else we do around the edges and the work's engaged and it's fun, the culture's right. And, you know, uh, they like working there, whether they like me or not. So but they like working there. They like they've got a good relationship. But I'd rather, I suppose you'd rather like working there than... But I want them to like working there, whether they like that's me what I'm saying, yeah. But I, think, I do think they go hand in hand. Most people, well, there's a stat about most people leave the job because of the bosses and the cost one respect to other, don't they? But then, you know, there are layers between me and others now in the sense of I'm not somebody's direct boss. I'm not the ultimate report kind of thing, but in, you know, there's, there's various those layers of. of, of and it's only going to, it's only going to, as it grows and. Yeah, but at the minute, it's quite manageable. But there are people that have left that I'm disappointed that left over the years, and I think if if we'd have had the company, the culture, the setup, the business. The individuals have now got in a seat, we wouldn't have left some of them because I think we're better and I think we've learned from losing people, we've developed things, we've developed our culture further than that. And then there's other people that have left where you go, it's the right decision for them to go, but I'm still sad to see them go because they're great individuals, they were talented people. Yeah, you have to separate them. But they go for a different experience, a different opportunity maybe that we couldn't offer at that time. And I think when we go back to being liked, I always tend to, when I speak to people about decisions, especially with in the BNI group that I run is not personal decisions. I mean, like, I think being liked is though, isn't no, it? No, no. But what I'm saying is, I think I am a really good, and we had this conversation when I when I joined BDB. Yeah. Is regardless whatever happened yeah. between me and you, me yeah. and you, from yeah. a from a BDB point of view, there would never be any animosity because we were both honest individuals and yeah. would have parted on on good company and yeah. and would remain friends. In fact, we'd have been closer friends regardless. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think we're both pretty good at separating those business decisions from a personal point of view. But I think I think that's a skill. And whether it's a learned skill or something, I don't know, but there's more of a for me, for is, that me, an, is that an ego, is it a pride? No, for me it's respect. It, it's right. respect because I respect you, you respect me. Mm. And I can turn around to a young individual in my team, I'm smirking to myself here, but in the sense of I'm giving the Telling off, I'm trying to put the words easily again on here rather than just saying it, but giving the bollocking of his life, putting it bluntly, to, to reset him if he needs that, if he's done something that's fundamentally wrong. But then I can have to go game of pool with him or go for a game of golf with him or take him for a beer an hour, an hour later on because yeah. the two separate things, you're talking about an incident in isolation mm. and then if you respect each other, then you can get through that and move past it quite quickly. I, I don't know if other people can move past it as quickly as I can, yeah, but I, I can. I, I, I I'm, 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 my ex, my ex girlfriend used to say to me, "I don't know how you can have an argument, yeah. a full blown yeah. row, yeah. and ten minutes later you've you, you, you've just 
Come yeah, I'm just not. I'm not one of the people that sits in silence no. for weeks no. in, in personal relationship. But you know, I've got friends that don't speak for three weeks when they have a row, and I can't. I can't understand how you yeah. do that. So for me, have a blow, get it out of the system, and then move past it. But for me, it's all about respect. If you don't respect the person, I don't think you'll follow them into battle. I don't think you'll go the extra mile for them. I don't think you'll work hard for them. So respect and like, they're different, but maybe they're confused so, at times. So does that where we're, where we we're talking about respect and like? Because I think it's a really good conversation. Because I'm sure there is clients that you've worked with in the mm. past who you respect but you don't necessarily like. Yeah. Um, and how important is that? There's been several clients over the years that I like but didn't respect. I mean, that not in not in marketing because they're at BDD, but in previous lives. There's loads of clients who are great people, but... Terrible business. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you had to help them through that. You, know, you played a role in hopefully helping them through that kind of that kind of era of their development. But you know, for me, I think you don't have to... You know, can't really speak on BDB's behalf at the minute because, but there's times with clients when you don't necessarily like a client, and that's not that's a fact probably. There's probably times when clients don't really like us, but if you respect each other, you can get through those difficult do points you, and those pressure points. Do you think? Do you think them. that's the case though? I think uh, looking on the other side, I think a client. I think as soon as your client doesn't like you, I think you're in trouble. I think you're vulnerable, but I think you'll go through pit. What I mean is, you go through any relationship ebbs and flows of difficult periods mm. when maybe you're not getting something spot on or you're not you, you've let somebody down it, it happens you've got to accept that you can't always be on, on, a, your, a on game. your a game so you, you hope you're being you champion that but at times when that kind of um maybe service level does drop that's where the respect comes in so in that moment they might not like you but if they respect you you can have a robust conversation about, and you want to be honest and transparent and authentic in your Apology for that, or your reasons for why the performance did dip, and what you're going to do about that. To yeah, not only conversation, but that's respect again. So if you haven't got the respect there, they won't entertain that conversation in the first place, and you're going to end up losing a client or parts in company. Yeah. So you don't have to like every client. I mean, typically, you do. That's what I mean. The ones, you, as you say, I appreciate what you're saying. The ones you don't like are probably the ones you end up parts in company with at some point. Um, but the respect thing is bigger for me. I think that's probably when I'm going into a pitch. For, for example, I think that's the one thing that I really look for when I'm going to pitch mm. a client is, do they like us? Do you not think it's respect you? Why do you share a credential step before you go? You're not trying to get them to like you, you're trying to get them to respect you being in the room with them. True. Do you know what I mean? So the yeah. credentials deck, you send out in advance, most people have a credit deck of some kind, but it's a physical deck we walk through about us. The yeah, but it'd be, it'd be interesting, it'd be interesting to... to to look at a study actually on, yeah. on I'm sure there'll be something on it. Yeah. Something on it yeah. it's, it's on all of the, the how emotionally they choose agencies. Is it like over respect? Is it respect over like? No, but I thought it's the no like trust kind of model, isn't it? In the sense of what we're referring to here is maybe the like before the trust, but you've got to where do you get into? But the the credentials section where if you turn up to pitch somebody, yeah, you've been invited because presumably they've done the research and think you can do it. Yeah, the credentials add to the fact you sh- you deserve to be in the room and deserve to be presented with such an opportunity. Agree. And then the light bit comes of you. That's you, the person in the room when you're stood there and you're presenting how engaging you are and to an extent what you look like, what you wear, how you speak, how you empathise with the client, all that kind of stuff. Is that's where the like and the trust ultimately when you probably start to deliver for them builds, doesn't it? I suppose. But I guess the it's it's an interesting one. I don't send a credit deck hoping to be liked. I hope them to. I hope them to respect. respect them and want to work with them. Yeah, I'm thinking from my point of view, it's when you initially walk in, when I walk out, when I go in that meeting, 
Yeah. Where you you got three or four people in a room consciously try. Yeah. And, and maybe this is a good or bad thing. I don't know. Is constantly try and make obviously the, the the respect is a massive thing. I agree, but try and make people like me because I always think that if they like me, that. Right. Like, but I think that's right. I think that's right. You the whole people like people. You've got the respect because you're in the room. You've got to then earn and maintain the respect whilst in the room, whilst pitching. Hopefully, you don't go, you know, lose the respect mid mid presentation or something. But that's that personal touch. That is the like aspect. I think. Of, yeah. Do they like? Do they want to work with you? Can they see you building a working relationship with you? Do they think you'll let them down? Do they think you're full of hot air, just spouting, you know, salesman BS at them? Like, you know, no chance of delivery. So that's that blurred line between that respect and, and like and then I say the trust couldn't play it wrong doesn't it once it's kind of once you've proven I would say so so do you think you can build up likeability on social media then going back to that that subject I think you can build up a perception so when we look at BDB and we look at myself and we look at what I put out on social why why, why do I post on social isn't for likes Genu- mm. genuinely genuinely mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't care less if I get one like ten likes 30 likes, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not bothered, and that's, that's, you know, God knows it's true. Why I post on social media, and what I post on social media, is to try and give a, as fair and accurate a reflection of me, and the business that we run, so if clients stumble across us, prospects stumble across us, or most importantly for me, potential team members stumble across us, from an attract and retain, retain perspective, that they, they look at us and think, I like I like this guy. I get I get where he's coming from. I understand his kind of vision. I, I get what he, what makes him tick. You can get an idea of what I like and dislike of social media. You can get an idea of my personal life and my profile, which is which is fine because that's that's who I am. It's a big part of my life with my daughters and my wife and that kind of thing. But then equally, BDB, we're not purposely trying to make it look like a fun place to work. We just post stuff on social media on Instagram as an example that that we do on a day to day basis. And if that makes us look like we're a good employer. And we look after our team, and we care about their training and development. And great, and that's that for me. That's it, really. But well, we're just we're just about to start videoing. I believe so. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Stage, stage two. Which, which is which is stage two, and I, I remember starting watching social change and Steve's every every day. Steve and I absolutely, I used to sit in bed and watch it every night. Um, I just found it absolutely fascinating because you, you, you it's almost like that big big brother type world yeah. and it was a when we talk about like it's a really interesting journey that I went on with Steve even though I've only met, I've met him once yeah. but I almost really liked him at the start really liked him at the start yeah then a little bit a little bit kind of not not didn't like him I, 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 I always respected him and liked him but as the journey went on, obviously you got to know his personality a little bit better, and there were some things I didn't like. However, overall, I really liked I really liked Steve, and I thought he, I think he does an amazing job, and he does an amazing job for Manchester and the city. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting when we go into that. But I think when you start when you start videoing and filming, it almost brings another area of vulnerability into play, doesn't it? Oh, massively so. Yeah, speaking like this, I'm sure people can just engage with. What they see, and also oh, sorry, what they hear rather. Whereas, yeah, if you were videoing this today in my house, no, it's a bit different in your house, obviously. But if you were videoing this today, would you be different? No. Would you wear something different? Would you would. You, wear, sit, well, you, would, you would. Would you sit differently? Would you would. You would. Of course, you would. Of course, you would. Yeah. Like? 
Because you won't be liked. Yeah, yeah. Ah, there you go. You won't be liked. So, um, wrapping up, we've, we need to be liked on uh, Monday and Tuesday, don't we? Got a big weekend next week, yeah, so that's why we're doing the podcast from my house, which is weird tonight. But we're doing that because it's been so hectic and uh, we've had an amazing couple of weeks in the business in terms of new business wins and uh, new prospects and some great opportunities from our existing clients. So yeah, it's been busy, so we need to go in and be liked on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, respected, I think we're earning that one with the, all the graft and hard work we've put in this week. So yeah. yeah, we've got to go in there and be liked and I think uh, big opportunities ahead after that one. So. Huge opportunity. So... Anyone listening to this podcast, what would you say about being bothered about being liked? I'd say don't be bothered at all, um, which is maybe a bit of a bold answer, but in the sense No, of, I, but I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. It, and I think that the, big, the biggest thing, as I say, try it. Somebody posts something that you don't like on social media, that you don't like, maybe it offends you in some way, don't follow them. If somebody posts a sarcastic or rude remark on something you post, drop them, block them. Why? Why have that negativity? Why have you negativity? Why allow in your life? that negativity into your life? So there's enough negativity out there in the world at this point anyway. Um, then, then just cut it off. It's in, it's in your you're in control of it. You can't be in control of every interaction you have in your physical life, but certainly in your in your virtual digital environment, you you are in charge of what you see and what your feed contains, and that feed. Just like you said, what you said about your friends earlier, look at the yeah, yeah. look at your friends and I'll tell you your future yeah. or whatever. Well, look at your feed. So it's just another way of looking at it, I would say. Um, so look at your feed and I'll tell you your future. So if you're following aspirational uh, leaders uh, leaders who are bright, who are articulate, who you can learn from, fantastic. If you're following other people and celebrities, endorsers, advocates, influencers who are selling watches and trying to approach this products. false lifestyle, I'm all for you, but you're in control of that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think that you were you were you were as good as the company that you keep. And Ab- absolutely, couldn't say it better. So, in the sense of just yeah, um, care a little less about being liked, um, and care a bit more about being respected. Well, it's good to wrap up in your home. It's time for a beer. <laughs> Let's do it. Sounds good. And thanks for everyone for listening. As usual, um, please. Subscribe if you really enjoyed these podcasts and uh, it'd be great to get some feedback from anyone who wants us to cover any particular subjects. Cheers.